Hello, and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia, the post-nuclear podcast. I'm your host, Vince, and I'm here with two people today. Uh, the first one is your regular co-host. Your dead host, walking Declan. And we are also joined by... Sir? Me? I, hey, guys, it's Mantis. Sorry about uh, that, I'm TKS Mantis, the YouTuber. So, we're here with Mantis, uh, YouTuber... Uh, Fallout fan and superhero extraordinaire. <laughs> yes. How you guys been? What's new? I'm great. I am falling apart. Yeah, how's that been for you? It's been a lot of stress. I've got finals literally tomorrow. So by the time you're hearing this, I will have suffered at least a couple times. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yep. <laughs> literally disgusting. It is terrible. The semester's almost over. I can finally relax a little bit. Then I can move on to work and working harder on the podcast. I'm excited. I'm very excited. There you go. What's your last day? Um, I think it's next Thursday? Next Wednesday? Really? Yes. Wow, what a time to be alive. Uh, you guys want to jump into the lore? I would Absolutely. love to. So today's lore is on uh, the settlement of Arroyo, the settlement in southern Oregon founded in 2167 by the Vault Dweller after being kicked out of Vault 13. After the Chosen One return, after the Chosen One retrieves and uses the Gek in 2242, uh, the, the town of Arroyo would eventually rise to power, becoming a large city. In uh, May 2162, the Vault Dweller returns to Vault 13 after defeating the Master and his army. Uh, he was kicked out at fear of influencing others to follow his example. Upon hearing this, a few other dwellers decided to join his side. The Vault Dweller eventually came across them. They knew almost nothing of the Wastes, and without him, they would have died. The Vault Dweller took off his jumpsuit and vowed never to wear it again. After two months, the Vault Dweller and a small group of other dwellers headed north to the Great Canyons and founded the village of Arroyo. Uh, the Vault Dweller taught them what he had learned, and they had become a minor tribe. The Vault Dweller fell in love with a villager named Pat and raised a family. In August of 182167, Arroyo's construction was complete. In 2188, the Vault Dweller and Pat's daughter was born, later becoming the Elder that you meet in the beginning of uh, Fallout 2, who's like, we need the Gek. Um, January 16th of 2208, Several years after Pat's death, the Vault Dweller writes his memoirs and vanishes and is presumed dead. And Mantis, I watched your uh, memoir video the other night. Mm. Yeah? I, I had no clue that the memoirs existed. Yeah, they're in the Fallout 2 manual. Yeah, I never... Great yeah. stuff. <laughs> so I was, I, was, I was watching the video while I was playing Doom. I was listening cool. to the video while I was playing Doom. And I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. I didn't know that this like little bit of world building was mm, tucked away. Yes. And what's cool about you saying that is that was the goal of the video because, you know, I'm just reading something, but I was like, you know, I bet you a lot of people haven't checked this and read it for themselves. So I wanted to put it out there. I wouldn't be surprised if the earlier Fallout games, because of the Bethesda games, had kind of the same effect that um, Psychonauts had. Do you, you ever play Psychonauts? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I love Psychonauts. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a thing that I was watching that they made more money on Psychonauts after it got ported mm -hmm. to PC than they ever made when it first came out. So probably, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the same shit happened for the first two Fallout games. Well, so it Bethesda, does Yeah, Bethesda's made more money off of uh the classic Fallout than Interplay did. Because they released those uh nuke uh those big 
mini nukes that had oh, yeah. uh, the trilogy in them. And those things were, I think, about 100 bucks, and you got all the Bethesda games that were released to that point. So all of them, including Fallout 4, if you got it after Fallout 4. But you also got Tactics 1 and 2, and you know they were making money off of that, and they sold millions of those. So Yeah. I was you one sell. of the idiots that bought one. <laughs> no, that, that's not an idiotic move at all. I got one myself. I like it just because I like having the discs. Because uh, I have both sets of discs now. I have the Interplay Press disc and the Black Isle Press disc, and now I have the Bethesda Press disc. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, so okay, so he he uh, vanished. Uh, he left, and left. When he left, he folded his vault suit on the bed and had taken off. Uh, some say that the vault dweller was taken by the sky spirits, and others say that he felt it was time for him to move on and leave Arroyo to its destiny. Now, within that is something I want to talk about real quick, because mm-hmm. uh, you remember how in Fallout 3 they had the Mothership Zeta? Yes. yes. And you would find other people from other times within... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of sky spirits? Oh, oh, oh well, this, is, uh, this has already been handled. Really? Yeah, if you take into consideration the lore of Fallout Brotherhood of Steel for the PlayStation 2, the Vault Dweller actually appears as a playable character because he wandered the wasteland all the way to uh, the area that I think it's Texas that they're in. And, uh... Really? It's it's so bad, yeah. I want to play this game in the worst way because I know it's awful. Oh, man, they switched Nuka for Balls Energy Drink, boys. Yep, yep. What? Yeah, Yeah, I just watched a video on it. Yeah. Fucking sacrilegious. I it's I, the only thing I give that, that game. Too. What's that? Interplay, like, let it happen, man. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, Bethesda let 76 happen. Oh, it's, you know what, though? At least 76 has fucking Nuka-Cola in it. That's all I have to say about Very that. valid. <laughs> like, at least you like least 76. I do like yeah, 76, but I'm I not going to... Yeah. I know, but I'm not going to sit here and say that's not a mess. Well, it's definitely a mess. But I, it's, I feel like it's a mess that's coming together. They're figuring it out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I paid $260 for this game, oh, so I'm, I'm going to be a little upset. Uh, why? What, how, what did you get that was so much? Was that the special edition? I got the helmet because I wasn't not going to get that. Um, yeah. But I bought it off Amazon, so they told me it was going to be a couple days to get to my house. Uh, and mm. I went, well, I'm not going to wait. So I went to GameStop the day it came out and nice. bought it. And then I was going to return it and get my money back. But I said, you know, I'll just give it to my brother. Hey, there you go. So, but... I got the digital copy. Really? Aren't I they all it. digital copies? No. Like, I got I it digitally on PC. And then I got the special edition for PlayStation. Wait, 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 wait. Do you, you really have a disc of 76? Yeah, you want me to send you a picture? No, well, I mean, sure. But I thought that uh, in the in the cases... That when you open it up, it was just a cardboard download code for the digital copy. Like, I'm not memeing. I really thought that's no. what it was. I mean, oh, maybe okay. maybe for the non-special editions ones, but we got, like, steelbooks with discs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right on. I believe uh, you. I'm not saying that you're lying. I was just No, lying. no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I got the Tricentennial digital edition. It was, like, 80 bucks uh, pre-order. Played the beta, that stuff. And, uh, yeah. The rest is history. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to kind of get back to was uh, a lot of a lot of people are very upset with Bethesda right now. Oh yeah, they, um, they're almost ruined. Actually, I, they, you're not too big to fail, and they're about to test that. Really? I think so. Uh, it it would only take a couple more missteps from upper management and Bethesda for people to really start not buying their shit. And as soon as people stop buying their shit, it's over. 
yeah, they'll have dedicated fans, they'll whatever. But wait until Starfield comes out. Wait until Elder Six, uh, Elder Scrolls Six comes out. Nobody buys it. That's when you when you vote with your pocket. That's Todd Howard could be out of a job, man. And people think that's impossible, but he's not irreplaceable. He's they not could oust him. No, but they could oust him for bad business practices, man. These guys that started so reputable in the in the gaming industry have completely 180 to the tactics that literally are hated by almost all uh, people that like their content. Look at the last two Fallout games, Fallout Shelter and Fallout 76. Are you goddamn kidding me? That's how they respect the Fallout fan base. And if people think otherwise, they're silly. Because You don't like Shelter? It's not that I don't like it, but it's a, it's a free-to-play mobile game that doesn't represent the spirit of Fallout, and 76 is a games-as-a-service that doesn't respect the spirit of Fallout. So then you have two games already in the Fallout series that have no business being there. And I'm not saying that they don't deserve to exist and they don't have fun values about them, because they do, absolutely. I've played both of them a lot and had a great time. But what I'm saying is to uh, they've been slipping away from the grasp of their true Fallout since they started with 3. And, and we've been on the slippery slope for years. And they're really showing... Because if they put out Elder Scrolls 6 and it isn't what 76 is, it's just going to show even more that they respect that series more than they respect Fallout. Oh, that's an interesting oh, take. yeah. I mean, that was their baby. Yeah, but they're doing it with Blades, too. Pay to win. Oh, yeah. yeah that bad boy, too. And it's just like, how could you do that to your baby? The, the, like, it made, you, it made you tons of money, tons of fame, and so many sweat, sweat hours and tears and blood into those games that those people put into them. And you're just going to bastardize the names with these weird mobile and, like, games-as-a-service games. Like, what are you doing? But where did you get those numbers? Where did you get that, like, if they misstep a couple more times, they're out? Where did you oh, get that from? He- well, because you got to look at, uh, like, the past. I'm not an educated guy. Okay, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm fucking, you know, like I super know what I'm talking about. Didn't go to college, dropped out of high school. I don't know what I'm talking about. But from what I can see, it, it, other businesses have pissed off their consumers before, and shit has changed because of it. And I'm, I'm not going to – I can't really think of any references, but it's happened through history. Anything uh, EA has ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. But like in, – and you see even back – there was Microsoft for a while that was changing their CEOs the other fucking day. Uh, mm-hmm. This can happen to Bethesda. They're, they're not bigger than Microsoft. They're not bigger than Enron. They're not bigger than these other companies that have completely gone down because they did shady shit. Like the canvas bags. Like uh, no refunds. Yeah. Like – all that kind of stuff. And it's going to, sooner or later, that clout and respect will run dry with the people that matter most, which is their consumers. At least in my opinion. Because you can only get pushed so far as somebody who's spending money on something. And when your intelligence gets insulted over and over again, you're not going to believe them. Oh, Starfield looks great. Yeah, right. Bet you it's microtransactions and fucking online or something. And you don't buy it because you're, <laughs> you don't want to play it. And you're, not, you're worried about it, you know? Uh, but again, that's it's hyperbole. I'm not... But- that's kind of how I feel about Outer Worlds a little bit. Uh, yeah, me too. Because I think I, I'm going to play Outer Worlds just because it's kind of it, they they promote it as from the original creators of the yeah, Fallout Chris series. Avalon, Chris yeah, Avalon's on the team. You gotta yeah yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play the shit out of it. But like at the same time, I think a lot of people are thinking this is going to be Fallout New Vegas two, and it's not. That's not what it is. Oh, yeah. not even close. It looks more like a Borderlands three than it does a Fallout New Vegas two. Yeah, and I think, but I think that's where a lot of people are good. Like, I'm, I'm not sitting here going, "Oh, this is Fallout New Vegas 2. I'm sitting here going, "I know this is from the same minds. It's going to have a lot of the same kind of uh, uh, themes and aspects to it, and maybe even mechanics. But it's not going to be that. Like, I assume I, there the was writing's going to be similar to New Vegas, kind of be like oh, quirky yeah. and funny. 
I bet you it'll be like old world, uh, old world blues. Almost. Oh, I love old world blues. I think I think that it already shares a lot in common. Uh, you you have a lot of things going on in that trailer, but what I don't like is it looks very arcadey. It you know you see the numbers flying out of the enemies when you shoot them, stuff like that. It I I would enjoy more of a simulation game uh, when it like an RPG. Uh, you know what I mean, like a like yeah, a Skyrim yeah, yeah. style RPG as opposed to a Borderlands style arcade game. But that's just me. Like I'm sure I'm just happy cool. we get friggin' dialogue options. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was. I how'd was. You feel, how'd you feel about voice protagonists in Fallout Four? I don't want to talk about it. He hates it. <laughs> I. It's. It's. When they started showing all the stuff about Four that was changing, my number one thing was why is he talk? Why is the protagonist talking? And I've said it on here multiple times. A lot of times, I'll play through it one time. And I'll go back and I'll make like a Book of Eli-esque character. I make a black dude and he's got his pistol and he's got a machete and I wear like trader gear and I just try to do what I think is righteous. And I can't really take it seriously when I'm playing as a black dude, but out of him is coming a white Irish man's voice. I'm just like, <laughs> I just, it, it, I don't, it, you know what? I hope they never do it again. And if, if let's just say, oh, let's just... No. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do I it. I hope they do They're gonna do it in Starfield. Yeah, Todd Howard's super behind the voice protagonist, man. That's really? like really. Yeah, he thinks it's great because he thinks it adds more depth to the game because the character is relaying the story to you. You know, instead of making up your own story like an RPG typically works. Right. The guy he brags about it all the time how many RPGs he played in college. Uh, Fallout being one of them, you would think he would fucking know how one works. I remember talking to somebody on the way to. For the for the midnight release for for Fallout Four, and I remember my number one thing is I don't know how I'm going to feel about this voice protagonist because whenever I read the voice options in three, I remember sitting there going, "Hmm, this is what I would say. This is how yeah. I would say it in my head." And then here's yeah. this fucking white Irish guy. <laughs> not <laughs> like I'm not Irish. wrong with being white and Irish. Yeah. Well, well, you know, <laughs> honestly, neither one of them did a bad job at recording it. It was just the it was the idea behind it that I didn't yeah. like. Yeah. I didn't think it, they did a bad job as voice actors. I mean, some people do think that they did a bad job. I, I thought they did. Okay. I thought it was there was some points where it's just like, oh, you, would you take one try on that one? But like, when you're recording that many lines of dialogue in probably a week, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Right. So hold on, hold on. To totally wrap it back to what I wanted, what I was trying to get to in the first place. Um, everybody's mad at Bethesda. Let's just say they write their wrongs, and Fallout Five comes out, and they do another Mothership Zeta. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt in my mind they bring back the Vault Dweller that he was taken by the Sky Spirits and shit. There's no doubt in my mind. I would love that. You know the Sky Spirits, though, right? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The the Sky Spirits are the Enclave. They come in their big Skybirds and they take you into the Skybird belly and they fly you away. That's what the tribals are afraid of. Because uh, the Enclave swoops into Arroyo when you get the Gek and levels the entire town. And when you speak to Hanukkah and he's like, the great, they, the great sky spirits came from the sky shooting fire and loaded everybody into their bellies and flew into the basin of tears. And uh, that's when you go and you uh, go to the oil rig in Navarro and uh, I didn't know that. confront the Enclave. Yeah, but I mean, I, but also the sky spirits, I mean, I guess you could relate it to aliens, but in Fallout 2 directly when they it's, refer it's to the to. The vertebrates, yeah. Huh, I mean, I, I shouldn't play that vertebrates back then, too. The Brotherhood apparently got them because they defeated the Enclave in Fallout 3 or whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole fucking other... I mean, how do you... F- Hold on. Before we finish the lore, how do you feel about the Brotherhood on the East? Oh, it, it shouldn't even exist. 
Really? You think so? Yeah, they did it to sell the game because people people liked the Brotherhood. It's a recognizable faction. Brotherhood Enclave, good, evil. Um, the Brotherhood's not good, and they turned them into good guys. They are absolutely xenophobic. They're the closest to Nazi Germany you can find in the wasteland. They're they're almost worse than the Enclave because at least the Enclave cares about the wasteland or something. Like <laughs> like it's bad, man. Because the Brotherhood would go into places in the past and they would level everything with their guns and fire, and they just burn it to the ground. And anything that was left in the ashes, technology wise, they'd take it. They didn't care who they killed. They didn't care what societies they burned down. The Enclave would come in take people and then try to re-educate them to the government. So, like, I don't know, man. And then they paint the Enclave to be these, like, super baddies when they really just want to establish the government. And then out of nowhere, a robot president named Eden is established. See, that kind of makes sense in D.C. because it's D.C. So, yeah, the president. But President Richardson was on the oil rig and he just got blown up. They didn't even bring him up. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <laughs> whatever, you know, like, I don't know. But, I, yeah, I don't think they should exist. And if they do exist, it should be so small. It should be like, hey, we just got here. What's going on? Not have control of the wasteland. Like a rogue element. Yeah, it should be like the Brotherhood's coming. You should hear about it, and then they're there, and they have big numbers, but they're still t- they're tired from traveling. Because they came from California. There wasn't, like, a sect in the East Coast, and then there was a sect in California. They all came from Hidden Valley with Maxon. And the first Max, and not this new one that's in Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and you even hear him in 76. White Aradesh. Yeah, White Aradesh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and uh, it's just, it's, and no, it was actually the Maxon before that Maxon. But, uh, oh, you're right. In 76, they, like, yeah. oh, this, mm. this xenophobic, this xenophobic tribe of technology dicks suddenly just throw a satellite in the air and recruit people they've never met before. Because that yeah. makes no, no, that I'm. See, I like the way three did it because three, if three makes do it that sense way. to me. Yeah, because it's like, oh, we got here, and I, I didn't want to be with these other people. I didn't like the way they yeah. were thinking. I'm gonna because from the way I got it from playing three, the Brotherhood never really got outside of the Citadel. They had the Citadel. They had their roots kind of starting to mm-hmm. dig in, but they never really had anything outside of that. Cause you don't see them outside of DC, like out of the no, city. Not at all. So, I like that. I, I like yeah, the idea of a president. Right. I don't. I don't. My, I don't not like it. It's just they didn't have to throw. They didn't just have to throw the Brotherhood in there. And I feel like they did do that. I feel like it was just like, oh yeah, the Brotherhood. <laughs> They're a faction. It'd I feel be like they did that for seventy six. Oh, they definitely oh, they fucking did it for, super did it for seventy six. They super did it for seventy six. They super did. And I, they super did it for Fallout Four too. But I mean, that's just my own opinion. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could kind of get that. It's like, oh, this is a descendant, and he feels like it was taken the wrong way, and that's why he's like, kill everything. But like at the same time, I, and I love how they're picking and choosing what is and isn't canon. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, let's just take the Pridwin that was canon for like 26 minutes and then just bring it in but put it somewhere else. Well, and in turn, that makes everybody argue on what attack is fucking canon when it wasn't at all before, and now all yeah. of a sudden it is. And it's like, like okay. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't name it something else? It's well, and it's so weird because it's like tactics totally retcons the Brotherhood by itself when, because they let ghouls into the Brotherhood in tactics. <laughs> that was totally. Really? I yes. actually didn't know that. Yeah, because there's there's it's so fucked up. Well, well, Brotherhood of Steel rather does that. I don't. I think there's like a mutant or something in tactics. <laughs> yeah, that's the one reason why I want to play the the Xbox game just because I want to be a ghoul. He's character. He's the best character in the game too. Really? Yeah, he is. He's. All right, let me, let me finish up the floor. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, 
Where was I? February 2nd, February 2nd of 2208. Uh, the Vault Dweller's daughter started to train as the village elder. Two years later, she took her... Two years later, she took her mystic test, ran the Temple of Trials, using mostly her charm to pass because her pistol broke on the first level, uh, offered many criticisms, and resulted in many different um, revisions. Two days later, she was assigned as the village elder. In March 23rd of 2221, the Chosen One is born. In 2241, the worst dry season caused a drought in Northern California, herding crops and Brahmin in Arroyo. The elder reads about the Gek from her father's old hollow discs uh, thought it was thought it was the only hope july 25th of 2141 the chosen one begins his mystic quest uh descending into the temple of trials two days later he left his home to to find out where the gek was to save the village and that's where fallout 2 starts insert fallout 2 here uh, mm-hmm. Fallout 2 has one of my favorite openings of any Fallout game ever with uh, like the instructional video thing and uh, Louis Armstrong's A Kiss to Build a Dream On. Mm-hmm. That's just my um, personal favorite. But let me ask you a question, Mantis, since you're here. Uh, why Fallout? And, and if, I'm, if I'm not wrong, I think the way you got introduced to 2 in a weird way was kind of how I got introduced to 3. Okay. Well, it was like through a friend's older brother? Kind of. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's what happened. I uh, went across the street to my friend's house. I kind of looked up to his older brother because he was like, I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, looking back as an adult, he wasn't like that cool. Like, uh, he smoked a bunch of pot all the time and he was always in trouble. But like when you're, you know, 10 or 11 years old, you see a guy like that and you're like, oh, shit, you know, he's a badass. He wore leather. He, you ever see Trailer Park Boys? Uh, yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Okay, well, he looked like Cyrus from Trailer Park Boys. A leather jacket, fucking sunglasses. Ah. Yeah, you know, and like, okay. I was just like, oh, this guy's fucking cool. And him and his friend uh, were playing Fallout 2. And I was like, oh, what's this? You know, I'm looking at it. And I had never seen an, an adult game, let alone an, like an adult RPG or anything like that. And I was just blown away, like, just by all the content. Like, the content that I was receiving, my brain went kind of haywire with it. And then uh, I think they let me borrow the game, and I installed it on my computer. Never quit playing it. It's like the rest was history. Yeah, just never quit playing it. Like real talk. Did did you you enjoyed it automatically? Absolutely, hundred percent. I used to pretend that I was in the game in real life. I would run it like me and my friend. We would run. We would go to swap meets, uh, flea markets, and stuff like that with my parents. They like to do that. So when we were there for a couple hours, it was very deserty and it looked like uh, Fallout. We'd run around in zigzag patterns because that's how you ran in Fallout <laughs> One and Two, and and try to uh, try to offer people bottle caps for things. It was that's amazing. Awesome. I was obsessed with it ever since I was a kid. I've always been. I have the Vault Boy tattooed on my arm where a Pit Boy would be. Like it's really? Charisma Vault Boy. Yeah, I love it. It's, I have Vault Boy bobbleheads all over my room. Uh, Nuka-Cola Quantums by Jones all over the place. Like, I, I just couldn't love. fucking get them. Yeah, I had to. Ooh, I tried to. You know, I have a I have an unopened in the bubble wrap that I just put in my closet. I was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to store this one away. Like uh, the other one's unopened, but it's out of its plastic and stuff. This other mm-hmm. one is like completely sealed in its shipping plastic and everything. Oh, I'm that's never awesome! That's cool. Yeah. You gotta send me a picture of the tattoo because I kind of want a vault okay. Yeah, mine's kind of worn. I need to get it touched up, but I'll absolutely show you a picture. Um, no, I was gonna say you and I have kind of a similar way. In I, we were probably the same age. You said you were like ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. I was, I think, eleven the first time I played three. Okay. And that was my first Fallout. Um, Fallout 1 came out in, what, 96? Uh, I think 97 for 1 and 98 for 2. 
Okay. So I'm a year older than the series. And oh wow, okay. And uh, three, I remember playing it, and it was one of those like at first. And I've said it on here a bunch of times. The first time I ever played it, I didn't get it because I was like, I'm shooting him in the head. But it was one of the first games that I remember thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever went to a junkyard with my dad, I remember looking out mm-hmm. and going, "Oh, this is it! Mm-hmm. Like this is the end of the world here. This is what it looks it. like." Mind you. you- I think What's mine. That? Well, I think mine comes from a fascination of the post-apocalypse as well. When I was yeah. a kid, seeing other people's visions of a post-apocalypse was very interesting to me. Very interesting, and I just think Fallout's is my favorite that I call home. My favorite universe of post-apocalyptica that I like to call home. Like, uh, there's a lot of movies out there, like A Boy and His Dog, that directly influenced Fallout. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen A Boy and His Dog, check it out. It's a very raunchy movie. It doesn't pull any punches, but dog meat came from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albert, the character, all this, all that stuff came the from there. The vaults themselves. Yeah, oh, and the Vault Night movie, oh my god. Uh, but it's just, oh, and and you know, I didn't, I had parents, but they didn't watch me or care about what I was doing, so I was able to take in all this content back then and watch it for myself and experience it my own way. And I think that really shaped, you know, just my love for the series and everything. I'm so long winded. I'm sorry. No, no, because that's very similar to kind of like how I got into it. What was your first, what was your first memory of like the, the end of the world? Like, like you said, you said you had seen all these things about the end of the world and it just kind of intrigued you. Um, well, I first got scared of it because, uh, there was a tornado when I lived in, uh, I lived in Montana with my mom when I was a young, like very young kid. And there was a tornado and all those uh, sirens started going crazy, freaked me out. And uh, I think the hearing that siren again associated with other things, like since it was such a big memory to me, I was like, oh, what's this? And then seeing that it was associated with okay, the, the art, the arts, and I'll even call it the art. The art of nuclear war is super, super interesting to me. The fact that a population like us, we're so smart, we're so OP in this game that we call Earth, that we are going to shoot you know, these big nuclear bombs at each other totally – you know, totally on our own will, knowing, knowing full well that if we hit that button, no matter who hit that button, everybody dies because you're just going to, you know, there's going to be a retaliation if you hit that button. You know what I mean? Doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter who you are. And the fact that that that's a possibility and people consider that a real thing. It's so crazy to me. And to see how the reason I like Fallout so much is I think it's not really about it being realistic, but they take such a unique approach to how people would handle that a couple hundred years later. Nothing is rebuilt. But there's there's shit that has been built. Like the buildings aren't rebuilt, but for some reason there's settlements that are built. Like they took things from the buildings, and instead of rebuilding the buildings, they built their own little settlements out of them. Like it's <laughs> yeah, really you know like that. yeah yeah. Well, and people bitch about it all the time. How come it's 200 years after the apocalypse and uh, nothing's rebuilt? It's because they for some reason the people in Fallout they build their own shit out of it, and it's weird. You see it in every game, and I just like the people's mentalities, the religions, the all of it. It's just so interesting to me. And uh, yeah, I think that's really what it boils down to there. My first experience with Fallout was... Um, was no, no, was not just school. Fallout, with the apocalypse. With just the, the thought of the end might come. Hmm. Because th- that's why when, when Mantis said it, I got like excited because I remember... I think I must have been in third grade, third or fourth grade, and I remember sitting on the steps. Remember in the school we went to? The elementary school we went to, when you first walk in the big doors, there was the two steps that like went left or right, but they all went upstairs. Yes. 
I remember sitting on those steps and crying at like third, fourth grade. And someone came over and like, what's wrong? And I was like, the world could blow up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And hmm. all of these like post-apocalyptic movies, like I Am Legend came out and shit. And I saw Fallout. And I think like in a weird way, it was how I kind of like gave myself therapy to this thought of everything could end. I think it was kind of me watching it and going, okay, if it all ends, at least there's some way that maybe we'll get out of it. And I'm sitting there going, there's no vault, but I'll start saving bottle caps or something. And I kind of been, have always been obsessed with it since I kind of took a fear and made it into like mm-hmm. something not to embrace. Cause I'm not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nuclear annihilation. But like, no, I'm the same way. It's out of fear. Like, I guess my first experience with like the end of the world was more of like, oh, the oceans are going to rise and we're all going to die. Like, kind of like a global warming kind of aspect. I actually didn't get super into Apocalypse until, like, middle school or high school. Because um, that's when um, when Hunger Games started taking off. Mm. And around the same time, I played Fallout New Vegas for the first time because it was introduced to me by a mutual friend of ours, Vince. Mm-hmm. And it was just so fascinating to see the world ended. Okay, so then I have a question, kind of continuing with the whole theme of the, the end of the world and how people build and people go with things. Who do you think's the canon ending of New Vegas? Um, from from not from like a, an obvious storytelling way, but from a, this would definitely be the way that it happens. The two of you, who do you think is the? Good. What do you think is the canon ending? Because I know what I'm going to say. No one's going to agree with. I would say, even though I would hope that would be independent Vegas, I feel like the house always wins is probably the more realistic scenario. Oof. No, not for me. What do you think? Oh, NZR definitely. Fuck. 100%. I'm the only person who thinks who thinks Caesar would win. Oh, Caesar would get stomped. 100%. You really think so? The oh, NCR would destroy the Legion. I, I don't think. I don't destroy think with the, the battle. I don't think the Battle of Hoover Dam is what's going to be the the end. Oh, of the that all. wouldn't be the end of no, no. But you're saying who's the cannon? In- that wouldn't be the end of the war at all. But at the end of New Vegas, who do I think mm-hmm. won that war? Uh, NCR no, I mean like in the long run. Oh, in the long run, NCR as well. This is why. Really? Uh, yeah, I'll explain myself. Um, the NCR started as Shady Sands and uh-huh. it, it just grew and grew and grew and grew and it grew because people got behind that ideal. The ideal of kind of like the way the United States is now, a little more authoritarian, but not so much that it's like dictator. You know what I mean? It's like you got mm-hmm. your rights, you got your protection. But because of the protection, you give a little bit of, of your rights away. You, these new wasteland rights. You don't just get to kill people anymore. You don't get to rob people. You get laws, but you also get protection. With Caesar... He has a few things. If we go that NCR was the canon ending of New Vegas, a lot of things have to happen from that. That means that Kimball wasn't assassinated. That also means that Caesar could have succumbed to his brain tumor. And if you want to go the route that somebody helped him with his brain tumor, okay, let's go that route, he still is going to be on limited time. Also, Caesar's leadership is very broken. If somebody does something that disappoints him, he instantly has them killed. These are good leaders. Joshua Graham is a huge, huge reference here because when he did something that Caesar didn't like, he covered him in pitch, kicked him into the Grand Canyon, left him for dead. But as we know, that didn't take. And Joshua Graham has his own thing going on. It did seem to scar him for life, but it didn't really change him as a person. And I think that Caesar, his weakness is his strengths. And with the NCR... Their strengths are the, are the Legion's weaknesses, and their weaknesses are numbers. But once they start taking over and start getting their 
their bearings back, where their morale comes back more, you're going to see more people join the NCR because there's going to be more for everybody. And with the Legion, you don't have that mentality. You have conquer, rape, repeat. Conquer, rape, repeat. Over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it, NCR has a plan. They want to annex everything and turn it into a real government. Caesar just wants to annex everything. And there's no, go- there's no exit plan there. He just wants to be in charge of these territories and run the caravan routes and all this other... And, and, and also in the wasteland, how are you going to tell people not to use Kim's? Like, that's going to backfire, too. You're going to have a huge revolution if Caesar takes over and, P- and he's like, you can't use Kim's here. People are going to kill him. And they're going to kill the Legion. They're not invincible. Uh, <laughs> and the NCR uh, beat them in Van Buren as well. When they fought the first time, uh, the way Van Buren would have went, NCR would have wiped the floor with the Legion. So the broken Legion comes in New Vegas to try to take over Hoover Dam to regain that loss from Van Buren. But it, I don't see it working a second time as well. But why do you think the Legion would win? Just because if you look at how if you look at how like the Brotherhood kind of just dies, uh, it, like within within New Vegas, there's they're not really trying to come back. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't yeah, really, the, yeah, I don't have any faith in the Brotherhood. They're hiding. They they don't want anything to they do. They just kind of roll over. Yep. And well, they and for, they, now. for now because they get beat by the by the strong NCR. By the way, they get and that's another point that I would say that the NCR beat Brotherhood, and I doubt that the Legion could. I don't know. I was just I was I was thinking about it like the Legion is going to spread themselves too thin. That's ultimately what I think is going to happen. I don't care who's their leader. I don't care what what armament they have. There's no doubt in my mind that they are going to to uh, go all the way in because the NCR is into parts of Mexico, correct? Uh, yeah, probably. There's parts of Mexico. Declan, look up the map, please. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's parts of Mexico that they're into, and then there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to go all the way through Oregon, through Washington, and into Canada. Absolutely. And they're going to well, do they, it and, quick. And Canada isn't even Canada anymore in this. It's the United States now. So yeah. They'll but you know no, what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, what, well, I didn't mean like as a correcting thing. Is like there would probably already be troops associated with that type of ideology in Canada. Oh, already. okay. Okay. I see what so you're they, saying. They could easily, saying. Yeah. They could easily train those people to be on their team, but Seattle's in a constant state of nuclear winter. So a lot of Washington is completely iced over. So that would also be an obstacle for anybody going North Canada. Are they really? Seattle. Yeah. They were going to make a fallout extreme or in the, in the, um, in, in the first MMO that uh, Interplay was working on that Bethesda shit canned after a year because they didn't that, have any. That nobody wants to talk about that everybody wanted. Oh, yeah. yeah it was the, it would have been the best thing ever. But uh, yeah, Seattle was I one know. of the main cities that you could start in. and Really? Uh, yeah. And I was really excited because that's where I'm from. But they uh, it was covered in nuclear winter. Like, it, it always snows in Seattle in the Fallout universe. It's never not snowing there. The Space Needle is just a big fucking – it's just covered in I snow. I it in general so that Mantis can see it. Yeah, I'm cool. looking at this right now. What do we got here? Is is the red all Caesar? Yep. Declan, make sure you put this in the video. Yep. Okay. What's the timestamp? Yeah, see, the, the NCR are already up there because of the the Oregon uh, into uh, Klamath and, and Arroyo and things like that. I don't personally think the NCR is good for the wastes. Well, it wasn't a question on whether they were good or not. Was, no, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. That's, that's I agree. I think I think they're the best. They're they're the, the better best worst option. Yeah, they're the better two evils. Where's Dogtown in this? Where's Dogtown? Isn't that in a wait? Are you talking about Dogtown, California? No, Dogtown, like Colorado, Denver. Oh, right there. 
I went to the public school. I don't know what I'm fucking looking at when I'm looking at a map. It's all the way yeah. at the top right. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. See, this is so much of the map that I wish we could have explored. Like, more shit. Right. And and we're never going to get another... Uh, we're never going to get another Obsidian Fallout game. See that little and, tiny box in the middle? Yeah. That's, that's New Vegas? That's New Vegas. Yeah. But doesn't somebody in New Vegas... Does, what's her name from the... Um, the followers. Doesn't someone bring up Arroyo? Yeah. Or isn't the girl who you, the lady who you meet outside of thirteen, isn't she from Arroyo or she's been there? Outside I think of thirteen, so. not thirteen. Outside of thirty-seven, lucky thirty-seven, thirty-eight. The fucking vault, the the casino. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. House. Mr. Yeah. Uh, um, are you talking about the one that wants you to bug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julie? No, that's Farkas. That's somebody else. Um, does she mention Arroyo? I have, I have, I could be wrong. I know that there's some mention of Arroyo in New Vegas, and I want to say that she's the one who says it. Uh, yeah, I think, well, it definitely, they mention a lot of cool shit in New Vegas because they wrote Fallout 2. So they're like, oh, we'll put all these references. But I made a video not too long ago called Fallout New Vegas is actually Fallout 4. I've seen and it. I go, yeah, okay. So I go in in that video and I talk about Van Buren, if it was the real Fallout 3, how New Vegas would be the Fallout 4 that we would have got. Mm-hmm. because of the lore that was built there. And I think that a lot of those people had more interaction with places from Fallout 2 than they maybe do in New Vegas. Like, Arcade Ganon probably had a lot more... I think I think he was in Arroyo. Based from... Now, it doesn't say this in the design documents, but if you think about the followers and where Arcade says he comes from, it would make sense if he stopped by Arroyo, helped the people there, and then moved further down. That and, actually makes uh, a lot of sense. Yeah, no, and Arcade is actually a really interesting fucking character, man. I, oh, I think yeah. he's a really underrated character. Um, I never really have him as a companion, but just the Enclave shit alone, he's so interesting. And uh, he was going to be in Van Buren as well. And I really wish we could. I want to like talk to Chris Avalon and be like, hey, man, what's, what was he going to do? Like, What was he in uh, Van Buren? The person I'm thinking of, her name is Emily Ortal. Her yeah, family Ortal. is in Arroyo. Oh, so she's yeah. related to the Bond Dweller then, because they're all related up there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably in some capacity. Oh, absolutely in every capacity. A lot of the factions in Fallout are like that. Enclave especially. That they're all just inbred? Oh, big time. A lot of them are. Really? Say all of them. But especially in Fallout 2. Oh yeah. They keep the gene they they keep their genes pure yeah. because they want to go plant they want to go populate another planet in space. So they're like, okay, if we have all pure genes when we populate this other planet, they're going to be pure gene people. So good plan, apparently. Well, isn't that why the end of two, or the end of Van Buren has to do with the bomb? Well, see, that's a different little situation. The guy who's trying to launch the bomb in Van Buren, he is more trying to be a dick. He, uh, Well, kind of. His, his idea is this plague has been spreading around. In Van Buren, you were this carrier of a plague. And you would spread it to every village you went to. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the game, you would see, oh, my God, I made all these people sick and they'd be dying. And so his the antagonist, his idea was I'm going to nuke the entire area and then the plague will be gone. So like his idea is in the long run is going to work. But at the same time, it's kind of a dick way to do it. And the vault, the, the vault, the prisoner that you play as in Van Buren may have found a cure for the plague already. So he goes up to the space station with the help of, I think, the Brotherhood. Could be wrong. Uh, but you go up to the space station in a spaceship, 
and you uh, have it out with this guy, and you can either nuke the NCR, nuke the Legion, like in New Vegas's uh, Old World Blues DLC. They recycled that. Or you can nuke everybody, or you can nuke nobody and try to distribute the cure. But no matter how you handle it, a lot of people are going to die, no matter what ending you choose. Because people are going to die from the plague, or they're going to die from getting nuked, or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, there's mm-hmm. always um, And they left it really gray, but god damn, would that have been a good story? Like, we're really missing out that we didn't get Van Buren. I don't think a lot of people realize this. Like, it, it would have been that so That really would have been incredible. Like, even if they were to make it now, like, if, if, if Bethesda was just like, yeah, we don't care if you got you were talking about with Van Buren, like you used to fall out name, that's fine. Like even if it was isometric or whatever, just like let them do it. Oh my god, I'd be so happy. I'd be so happy. Like that would turn around their bad reputation. It might be yeah, <laughs> in like, one fell swoop, yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, okay, you guys are the best company again. Uh, bringing bringing it back to their bad reputation, that's kind of like a running joke on the show, but totally like something that I can see happening is uh them re-releasing or remastering or remake whatever the fuck adjective you want to use or whatever uh three and new vegas kind of coming back but if they're going to do that i don't see why they wouldn't put one two in tactics on on like one disc and say like here for your ps4 play it now you have now that you don't have any excuse to not play the originals but now you definitely have it like are you referring to one two and tactics remastered into the creation engine or are you just no like- no 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 that's okay. too much time and work here's the original as they were as they were originally just made over. just poured just it poured over it the console. yeah and i would love to see that Achieve. and then here's three in new vegas on the same disc and whether they up the graphics or whatever great if they don't find just fix the aiming well you got a problem with your stuff already because todd howard absolutely despises new vegas and, I know, I know, and, and that's it's, fucking. It's ludicrous how much that guy hates that fucking game, man. He yeah. tried to say it wasn't canon, and everybody tried to like throw it back. No fucking way. Where? Uh, look it up. Uh, I don't know if it was him or Emil, but one of them was like, "Well, that's not even canon." Emil? Shit! I thought I liked I'm, him. I am the least biggest fan of Emil. I I think I'm his biggest critic. Really? Why? Oh, I think that got ruined. Fallout. I don't even think Todd did. Wow. I think Emil ruined Fallout for real. For real. But I will say, um, seeing him during the 76 stuff, that guy has lost a tremendous amount of weight, and mass props to him. He looks great nowadays. Yeah, I didn't even know it was the same guy. Me neither. Until he started talking, I was like, oh shit, good job, man. But I still don't like what you've done to my favorite game in the world. So, Because <laughs> he's responsible for those, and maybe you guys might disagree with me here, but those shitty storylines from Fallout 3 and 4 of finding your fucking dad and finding your son, man. It's just I couldn't. Oh, I, uh. they're not great. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna be the. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's a lot of playing those games for me that was kind of just. It's it's kind of like a nostalgia thing. Like I played. I Fallout Three was my. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? A bit. There's a scene where they're saying about the main character Ted's favorite movie is is the fir- is Episode Four of Star Wars, and. Uh, the guy from Finding Sarah Marshall, I can't think of his name. Uh, he's like, this is Ted's movie. When he's sad, when he's up, when he's happy, when he's sick on Christmas, he goes and watches Star Wars. That's kind of how three was for me. Like it was okay, your go-to yeah. thing. Yeah, it was just like, oh, it's Thursday and I have a test tomorrow and I'm just going to hang out in the metro and kill ghouls. Like yeah. it was just kind of like my my escape. So when I say these things, yes, I do definitely have a bias. I oh, also for sure. That's the same way I have one for two. Yeah, absolutely, man. 
but I mean, I'm willing to admit that. And I think people that are instantly just saying that those games aren't fun. Oh, they're fun as hell. They're great games. Yeah, exactly. It's just like that's not, that's not my point at all. I just think they're no, 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 no. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like there's people that are that are instantly like, oh, they're not fun. They're not the originals. <laughs> like, you know how many times I've had to replay one because I didn't know what the fuck was going on and I died instantly. <laughs> yeah, that's where I forget too because I was a kid when I played those games, so I know what to do as an adult when I play them. Yeah, I know what to do every time I play them. And if I was trying to learn them now, that's where I give some leeway. I'm like, well, it makes sense that people these days aren't just picking these up. They're hard as fuck, man. They're yeah. really hard to figure out. They're really difficult games to play. They are. Like I told you, I made a man that was, and I normally make all of my characters' faces. Just, I walk in, here's my pistol, boom, boom. Hey, how you doing? Fuck you, give me your money. That's how I play all these. That's how I play Dungeons and Dragons. I would play everything. It is. But I was like, how do I how do I make a character for this? So I watched something and the guy's like, make strength, make agility, make luck, and you're good to go. And then I made that, and then I got, like I said to you before, I got to the scribe part, and I was like, now what do I do? <laughs> but like, uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I think they're not great. They're very like, but I kind of get that they were going with the same kind of theme of finding something. Oh, like man, I guess find Fallout the chip, is, find the geck, find your dad. It's just I get it. Fallout like, that's Four mean. pissed me off with it. Like it got spoiled for me. First off, oh, uh, I ran sucks. a Tumblr. I ran a Tumblr right before, like the day before Fallout Four came out. I get this picture sent to my Tumblr. And what was the uh, name of the Tumblr? It was Wasteland Porn, and now it's uh, TKS Mantis. But uh, I might have followed you back in the day. Well, the reason it was called Wasteland Porn is because I would take uh, pictures of like wasteland scenery like in, yeah. in the games like uh fallout 3 new vegas stuff like that and then i'd post them i'd make i'd kind of edit them put filters on them and stuff and then put them out and people liked it and i, I got the idea from a channel i saw that was called earth porn and it was like pictures of scenery they called it earth porn i was like that's cute i'll make a waste oh yeah that's the subreddit and, yeah and so i made i made wasteland porn and i and i did that and uh somebody sent me that you can send messages on tumblr like ass and mm-hmm. stuff like that Someone sent me a picture, and it was the Fallout 4 box shot. But instead of saying Fallout 4, it says, uh, your son is the leader of the Institute. You either have to nuke that or the, nuke the wasteland. And I was like, whoa, thanks, man. <laughs> like, immediately. Oh, my and, God. And I was I'm like, so whoa. sorry. No, it's okay. Because I was playing through Fallout 4, and I found the moment where I would have figured it out. Because uh, I, was, I was doing something. I was like, oh, man, Sean is the leader of the Institute. And I was like, I just figured that out before i'm supposed to in the game even though it had been spoiled this is when i could tell in my body i was like this is when i would have figured this out like uh it was it was i forget exactly when it was but it was uh involving this i immediately called that that was a synth kid i was like that's not sean that's a synth like when kellogg comes in mm-hmm. and you're watching it you know from his memories i was mm-hmm. like that's a fucking synth kid i was like there's something about it i can just tell like it's not right and uh when i saw the kid when i walked into the institute i was like that's not real this is a robot and then wow. when he came out, um, the the when he came out, he looked like me except old. I was like, "That's fucking, that's my son right there, guaranteed." But I've seen a lot of playthroughs where people just shoot him immediately, and it's Dude, my favorite it. thing in the world. It's I almost did thing. it. They shoot him like, "Oh shit, wait!" <laughs> yeah, and that's that's another major design flaw. Yeah, the, you break the game if you do that. You can't. Yeah, I had Kellogg's pistol out, and I walk in, and I ju- I almost shot him, and he started dialogue, and he's like, "I'm your boy," and I was yeah. I was <laughs> this close to killing him with the same gun that killed his mother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but hold on. Since we've been talking a lot about the other the other games, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about Fallout Online. Uh, from what I understand, you're a very big part of it. Oh yeah. Now I've launched like okay, that sounds really egotistical. But I brought it. I I feel like I am responsible for bringing it to a mainstream English audience. No, why really? do I feel that way? Yeah, this is why I feel that way, and it's not because of whatever. You know, I'm so big, and I'm such a whatever YouTuber. I was the only English speaking guy doing follow, uh, F online content when I started. Really? Yes. What is Fallout was, Online? F online is what we call it. Uh, it's like it's in the Fallout font, and it looks like a Fallout logo. It says F online, right, in the Overseer font. Yes. And uh, I, I was going to say anybody who makes graphics, you guys know what I'm talking about. That yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when we were making the logo for the channel, we were like, do we use this font? And I was like, no. absolutely, dude. It's well, I like your font that you've chosen, but thank you. Overseer yeah. font is I love it. I use it on everything. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I love it anyway. But uh, oh, my God. Remind me of what I was just on about real quick. I do this. You were going to give me 50 bucks. <laughs> nice. I don't have fifty bucks, uh, so I know it's a lie. <laughs> no, uh, how you brought uh, F online to oh the, to, to the, the mainstream English. Okay, so what I mean by mainstream English is just like an English speaking audience, because before a lot of those servers are in Poland, Germany, things like that, and they have oh, a lot wow. of Polish, Russian, and German players. So I would I came in. I met my friends, the cons, the online faction that I met. A lot of those guys live in Europe, but they speak English, so I was able to actually communicate with them. Then um, I decided, oh, I'm going to make some videos about what we're doing. And we would go around and like uh, kind of grief players in the games because we were supposed to be raiders. Like we were mm-hmm. role-playing raiders in the wasteland. So we would uh, blow them up. Like we'd stand next to them with dynamite, blow, blow ourselves up, <laughs> killing them in the process, stuff like that. And uh, we got a reputation for that. And I would uh, post these videos. The, and I called uh, – they're privated on my channel right now, but I might unprivate them later. They're uh, called uh, compilations. And it was just our various trollings and some memes that we would do in FMLine. And I got 2,000 subscribers from my F online content, and that was more subscribers than any of the servers had uh, with uh, wow. with their YouTube channels. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then the main one that I was on reloaded because there's a few. There's F online reloaded. There's oh, let's call it F online because that's probably the English way of saying it. Okay. F, F online reloaded. F online two. F online Ashes of Phoenix. And uh, I've heard of F online. Yeah, oh, Ashes of Phoenix is oh, it's very good. But uh, and then Requiem as well, and a lot of these, like I said, they're they have English uh, translations in them, and you can read the game and understand the games most of the time. But the players, uh, a lot of them don't speak English, and if they do, it's their second language. And they're also not people that want to be on a video talking about a game that they're playing. You know, they're mm. just playing. So I took it upon myself to map everything in the game. I did. I went into every town and I oxhorned it to oblivion. I went through every building, went through every object, filmed it, recorded it, did every dungeon solo, did everything that I could, recorded it and put it on uh, YouTube. And I got a following from that. And then uh, I started focusing on real, like official Fallout games once the reloaded wipe, because after the reloaded wipe, a lot of the PvP went away and a lot of us that were very into the game kind of separated from it. Oh, did they change the game? Yeah, but oh, and you said what is it? It's Fallout One and Two put together online servers, except Ashes of Phoenix, which has its own custom maps that take place in Phoenix by this really talented guy named Frank. Yo, so good. That sounds really cool. It's really cool, man. It's I love cool. the idea of just like we'll get yeah, back to this. In a cool second, it, by the way, but that's really the, yeah. They greenlit the entire thing. They always let us do it. Uh, we've contacted them many times. Like, oh, hey, is it cool if we do this? And they said, yeah, we don't give a shit. Because it's Fallout 1 and 2 assets. They don't care. Yeah. And it doesn't say Fallout in the name. Or Do you know what they care about? You know what Bethesda cares about? If you're making a Fallout game? <laughs> Using we, their voice? We have these, 
no, they don't really care about their assets at all. They're like, yeah, use whatever you want, have fun. It's the URLs. You cannot no put way. Fallout in the URL. It can oh, be in the really? title of your mod. It can be in the title of the game that you're making or whatever, if it's a fan game. It, obviously, the fan game rules apply. You can't be directly making money off of it, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's the URLs. That's why F Online exists because it had to be F Online Reloaded, F Online Two. You know, because it separated it from the actual Fallout series. And I always thought that was interesting that that's well, what they cared about the most. URLs can be expensive. Yeah. Well, and no. also I think they were worried about people maybe making a game that they were going to make in the future and then owning the URL and then ransoming it off back to them. Right? Mm. Like, uh, and because that ha- that used to happen a lot uh, in the early two thousands, people would buy up. Yeah. Trendy URLs and sell them for ridiculous prices. Like, oof. Well, yeah. If I could, if I could get McDonald's.com before exactly. McDonald's could, exa- why wouldn't Somebody you? Did it with like Ellen or something, someone really famous. No fucking way, yeah. really. Wow. Yeah, they got like almost a million too. You'd have to look it up. I forget exactly. Oh my god. But yeah. No, someone in in our Discord had posted a link to it, and me, who's always someone who wants to go back and and try to attack uh, the earlier games so I can get a better understanding for what then comes after them and have a deeper appreciation for it i saw it i was like oh maybe i'll give that a try and that's kind of how another way like i kind of found your channel is someone posted one of your videos of f online in the discord okay and i was like oh people are playing this like i'll give it a look see so and then when i went to the con site they were selling your merch yeah (laughs) so i was like oh my god pepe (laughs) sylvia just everything's connected pepe sylvia pepe sylvia yeah well got boxes full of pepe (laughs) the the, um the cons are selling my stuff because i ran the store briefly and uh we wanted a place to be able to sell my mantis shirts but then someone lost the password to that uh spread shirt (laughs) so i created my own i created my own teesprings and uh you know the rest i got my own shop now that i i have one like one con shirt on there but uh, yeah, no, we threw my shirts up there because uh, people wanted them, but nobody ever uh, cared. So I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I think we uh, the common thing around the cons is, yeah, there's like 200 bucks in the store. It's like there's always money in the banana stand. It's like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's 200 bucks in the, in the shop, but nobody can get to it because it's fucking password protected. We all forgot the password and the email for it. So that's really... That's really funny. That's funny. Yeah, that is cute. really funny. We're all idiots. So <laughs> no, it's something that I want to give a try. I want to give it a try, especially if I can kind you of like role play. I would suggest Reloaded, and this is why uh, the PvP monkeys have all left server, maybe like ten at a time. But you would get the lay of how the game works, and they have a lot of PVE and a lot of questing, and it's really fun. And then if you want to do PvP uh, after you get good at the game and you and you understand it more, you can go to games like F Online Two, Ashes of Phoenix, and then. You're well versed enough in the game to actually, you know, have a chance against these guys who that's all they do. They know life, these games, man. If you, if you, if you try to uh, PvP with some of these guys on Fawnline, that's all they do. We're talking 20 hours mm-hmm. a day, you know, and, uh, oh boy. Yeah. I've been, but that, that community, I can't tell if they love me so much that they, uh, act like they don't or if they legitimately hate me. Like, <laughs> but, but I, I was playing Ashes of Phoenix and the first thing that happened. Like, we streamed it the other day. I was like, oh, just launched again. This is exciting. I get on there. First thing that happens, this guy walks up to me and he goes, your videos suck and you should feel bad. And he just walked away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's really good to be home, guys. Like, I was <laughs> missed you really bad. Uh, so the community is kind of toxic is what I'm trying to say. But if you can get past it, it's great. It's great. I, I'd love to try it. I'd love to try it just because it's, it's... – You have to have thick skin, but do it, man. Yeah, yeah I, I might. I might. Please, yes, please. Yeah. 
What is your Fallout uh, prepackaged food of choice? Who's going first? Uh, it doesn't I matter. Asked a question. So, <laughs> fancy lad snack cakes, and why? Because um, I imagine they're like Hostess cupcakes. You know what? Good. That's a good reasoning. Yeah. Mine would probably be sugar bombs. Oh, teeth rot. Yep. Yeah. Because ah. I love sugary cereal. I absolutely Wash it down with love the it. Nuka-Cola Quantum. <laughs> mm. Mm. Glow from the inside and mm-hmm. just right. not sleep for a day. Vince? I don't know. Definitely not cram. Because that's yeah, just no. gross. Good choice. Good choice. No, Sounds no way. Mm, I don't know. I, can I say a stim pack? No, that's, that's not like saying, sir. what's your favorite food? I know. Drugs. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, what do you want to eat? Oh, no, some crackers. <laughs> uh, um, want some rice? No, I prefer heroin. <laughs> Vicodin, please. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> perfectly preserved cake. Fuck you. Oh, you fuck. And it's pie. Uh, it's not even cake. How dare you? You whatever. started. You started after Bethesda. You should. You should be on top of that. Uh because that didn't even happen until four, did it? The no, no it didn't. It didn't. I have one in '76, and I am never letting go of it. Oh my, no, uh, stash in my camp. Are you really still playing it? Yeah, uh, this is how I do it. Uh, the updates. Uh, the, my honest thoughts on it. The updates have made it a lot better. The survival mode is really fun. But it's only really fun for like two to three hours a day or yeah. every once in a while, and then I lose interest. If I sit down and I want to play New Vegas or I want to play three or four, I'll sit down and play for eight, nine hours a day. Oh, me too. But uh, 76, about two or three hours. Correct. You know what? And that's that's kind of where I am. Like I play with special guest Kyle every once and again. And when it first came out, we spent like eight hours in vault U and just read all the terminals and had a yeah. great time. Yeah. But – at the same time, you have to be in the mood. You have to be in the mood. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to be in the mood, and then it's like not only do I have to be in the mood, it's like I can only do I can only read terminals for so long. Fair enough, man. Like, do you think do you think they're going to add human NPCs? Do you think they're going to cave? Yeah, no, definitely. I don't. You want to know? Really? What? Yeah, it says it right in the fucking description of the game. the The game is billed as the only humans that survived are other players. Like, that's the description of the game. So I really don't think... Because people are like, oh, this Wastelanders update, they're going to add fucking human NPCs. I'm like, yeah, keep... Hold your breath, man. Let me see something now. Because when you look up Fallout 76 on Bethesda.net to, like, buy it, it says, oh, Fallout 76, the game where the only humans are other players. And I'm like... That's "Hmm." disgusting. You know, and I thought it wouldn't bother me as much as it does. Me I, too. I had a video me too. it before it came out. I was like, no, this is going to be great. There's quests all over the place that only do this. It was like what Oxhorn said about it. He said, uh, oh, you know, do, you do this with uh, holotapes, terminals. This happens all the time in Fallout 4, stuff like that. And the quests are great, some of the best quests. I was like, I agree, actually, because uh, it should be fine. But then after playing through 76, I was like, oh, it feels empty as fuck. It feels so desolate. And maybe that was their point. But then they tried to tell you that it's not. Like Todd Howard's like, it's not empty. There's a million players. It's like, no. bitch, where? You can, fit, you can fit 40 fucking people on a map at a time. Don't tell me that it's populated. 
Yeah, and there's never that many. There's like I can 10. I can see them doing limited amounts. Like West Virginia touches Pennsylvania, and as two boys from Pennsylvania, we can tell you our number one export is the Amish. So like yep. I can see that touching Pennsylvania, you can maybe find like a small group of of <laughs> atomic Amish. Atomic like, Amish. <laughs> that's, that would be a, that's actually a really cool idea, and I never thought about what Amish culture would be doing. They would be the exact same. As they yeah, were like, right now, they've never changed for hundreds or, or, of years. What if what if they either never change or they adopt technology? Like they adopt their own. Like, uh, what's her name? Um, what the hell is the is the? I don't know if she's a paladin from four who doesn't have legs. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh. Yeah, I know who yeah. you're talking about. Um, I don't remember someone in H. Halen. No, Halen's at the police station with dance. She's sent to the out oh, for the yes. The stuff. Okay, no legs. But I know McGee. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think is it McGee? I think her name. No, like that. <laughs> no legs, McGee over here. Uh, <laughs> what if the Amish see power cores and they build like wooden and like very basic they, electrical? Aren't they kind of afraid of it? No, uh, they can use technology as long as they don't own it. Okay, so the Amish well, can drive yeah, a car I've... as long as it's not their car. That's fucking weird. I've seen some yeah. stuff, uh, some documentaries on some of the families out in that exact area, and uh, one of them got well, excommunicated. Talk shit on them. Fuck no, them. No, 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 fuck them. They're, they're not going to hear this. <laughs> well, I know that doesn't doesn't mean I'm going to run their name through the dirt. No, but uh, the thing that I found interesting was one of them got excommunicated. One of the families got excommunicated because yeah. he had a generator in his garage that powered uh, washing. I think it was a washing machine. And uh, or a factory. It was something that helped him build stuff, and then he also powered a washing machine. And they lit his ass up. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Get the fuck out of here! You're a har- you're harlot, charlatan. The fuck out of here!" Like it's just so crazy to me that that happens. Yeah. But I, you know, what if you what if you spent the night with an Amish girl? That'd be kind of crazy, right? <laughs> you That'd teach her so many things. Or you teach her a few things. That's what I'm saying. No, that dude, they plowing they, to a whole new dude. meaning. That's probably how they do. It's just go in and out of each other, though. They don't have nothing else. No, dude, they rip out the teeth of their children so they don't have to pay dental bills. Okay, like they have children. They They're go simple uh, people, dude. All right, dude, and that we can we can talk <laughs> shit on them. It's like like this is a podcast, right? So the two people that are never going to hear this are the Amish and the deaf. So we can talk shit on the Amish and the deaf all day. I'm not saying it's not, but the There's deaf are never going to hear this. Culture? What's that? Hmm? Is that just people who are deaf? What's deaf culture? I actually live in an area that has a really high, like dense population of deaf culture. So and... what is, are, but you're using that word. What do you mean? Like just deaf people or is there like a culture? Deaf Movies with subtitles. Like clothing. Food. Demeanor. No, like there's specific things that are a part of deaf culture that are, are not a part of hearing culture. Like a okay. lot of people in deaf culture, like they don't talk about money in the same way as hearing people. Really? Like, if someone asks you like, how much do you make a year? You're not going to tell them, right? No. Why would I? That's my business. I tell, yeah. tell a friend. Like, oh, how much did you pay for your car? Like, That's a little different. I guess. But like yeah. people, yeah. I see um, what you're saying. Though. Yeah. 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 Like Approaching topics is just different in deaf culture. And um, okay, give me an example. Hello, Declan. Uh, I like that watch on your wrist. Where'd you get it? Like, I would just straight up tell you where I got it. 
But like one of the how much did you pay for it? I don't know, like two hundred bucks. That's how the deaf would communicate it. Oh, basically, yeah. Just like it's like a, an extremely <laughs> honest culture. Okay, um, I understand. Another what you're thing is like conversation wise. Conversations are always had in a circle so that everyone can see each other, especially in when there's people that have to sign. Huh. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Like, How come we yeah. never oh, had deaf people in Fallout? A lot of... Uh, I don't know, hmm. actually. Another thing that's big with deaf culture is, um, like, personal space. One. Like, personal space. Two. Um, one example is... Within deaf culture, if you want to get someone's attention, it's not out of the ordinary to just go up and like touch them on the shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense though, because you can't, you don't have the verbal cues. Yeah. So like yeah. personal space is a lot smaller than. It's like that in Europe too. Than average. Yeah. If if you go to Europe, they touch you all the time, and they get told when they come over here to the states, don't fucking touch people. They don't. They really. Don't yeah, because it's a big thing over there. You you grab people, you say hello with hugs, and you touch and when you're talking. And they're like, don't – you stay out of their personal space in America. Like, they don't like that. Like, they get talks about it. And like, oh listen, <laughs> if you do that, they get really upset, and it's dangerous over there. Don't do that. And so they have to learn not to do that. I would fucking hate that. Exactly. It's just oh. that's why they, but over there in Europe, you know, you walk up, you kiss. Chico, hello, nice yeah. to meet you. you know, yeah. It, it's not big. Not everywhere in Europe, but I'm Everybody's nude on Sesame Street in Europe. I know how it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just a fucking <laughs> land, land of debauchery and hedonism over there. Yeah. My, when my brother was like two, he was on YouTube and he found some Italian YouTube video and like everybody was naked. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, what the fuck are you watching? You're two. And, and uh, it just was because in, in every other country, people just walk around naked and it's not looked at as a sexualized thing because that's the human yeah. body. They, they're more against the violence because that's actually shocking and upsetting as opposed to a nipple that isn't shocking yeah. or upsetting. <laughs> and just weird dudes have made it sexualized. So now girls can't take their shirts off without feeling weird, which is fantastic for everybody when you could just not be weird about it. But he, has the fun of girls being able to not have their shirts on and it's not weird so what the fuck what's what the a fuck? fucking time we live in I very know. strange they, i just i don't know i just i always think the fucking i, th- I think i think if, if we learned anything in today's episode is that i could talk as much shit on the amish as i want <laughs> and i'm going to continue to do so because i don't want to uh i don't want to have to deal with them because where they have their fucking little flea market on saturday and sunday makes it harder for me to get to work <laughs> Pack those fucking heathens i don't care how fucking cheap their apple pie is how much six dollars i don't care keep fucking traffic moving we have mennonites in my area and they're delightful people are they aren't they just like amish with cars uh, for the most part the the i live in a very small town mm-hmm. uh, it's like population 2000 something like that and uh, the the Mennonite families that are here, they will give you the clothes off their back, man. They, really? They see you, yeah, oh, yeah. And there, there was a very tragic thing that happened to their family not too long ago, maybe 10 years ago, where uh, some of the kids and uh, one of the families, like one of the mothers and the fathers and some of their kids were in a minivan that everybody got killed in in an accident. It was terrible. Oh, my and God. The community- well, what's what's cool about that is the community knows how nice they are, and in this like two thousand you know group community really came together and showed the Mennonites how much they're cared for, and I think that in turn has made them more susceptible to being in this community as well. You know what I mean? Like the Olive Branch was extended both ways. 
And it's actually really cool. Yeah, it is really cool because that culture is very different, and it's a culture shock for both for both people. Because there's a bunch of hipsters that live here now. It's a small town in Washington State. A bunch of hipsters. Oh live here, but... yeah, dude. When I was in Portland, hell yeah, they're starting to branch yeah. out. Absolutely, and uh, those kids, you know, uh, learning how to deal with people from an actual culture that does care about shit that they don't even think about. Like it's it's cool to watch because uh, you know religion's very serious to them, but. Uh, to some of these hipster kids, religion's a bad word because they don't understand what a real religion is. They understand what this organized weird shit is out, out in the mainstream, you know? But, like, somebody who's really spiritual and really gets involved in, in, in that shit on a different level. Yeah, like, I'm... They, they don't understand it. I'm, like, really delighted to have learned as much about deaf culture as I did. Yeah, see, and it's the same experience I'm having uh, with, the, with the Mennonite culture. They're so nice. And uh, they have a bakery here. Best baked goods in town. Like, oh, they just I have those cookies are crazy. Oh yeah, they make uh, sugar like molasses cookies, and they're so fun. Oh, they're so good. Just saying, but uh, yeah, so molasses cookie. What? What is so good, Declan? Let me hear it. You know what else is so good? It is what is it? Feather Duster. It's our intro music by Shane Ivers. Now let me tell you where you can get it. I mean, don't. It's our intro music, not yours. Um, if you want to get it, you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. But Vince, I gotta ask, where can the good folks at home find the show on Twitter? You can find the show on Twitter and on Instagram at Atomic Radio Hour. Uh, what about you, Declan? If they want to find you on the World Wide Web, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. That's at Declan underscore Bean. What about yourself? You can find me on Twitter at all capitals at the underscore Boogans. How about yourself, Mantis? Where can the fine folks at home find you? You can find me on YouTube. That's TKS hyphen Mantis. And, or just type in TKS Mantis. You'll, you'll find me. And on Twitter, I'm at TKS Mantis, if you can believe that. What does the TK stand for? It stands for the cons. Oh, I don't know why I didn't oh, put that wow. together. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a clan tag from when I was a kid. We used to online games who would hyphenate clan tag, and that was how you knew which clan everybody belonged to. So that's an old. I, I've an played old Halo Three. Tag. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Halo Three does use that. But back in the day, with like uh, Fallout Tactics, things like that, you would do the same thing. Really? Yeah. Cool. We're a cool. Fallout cool. Tactics clan that just stayed together. We formed in a two thousand, the year two thousand, and we've been a faction ever since. Faction Raiders. We raid uh, different games. Raid is a different term. Nowadays yeah, yeah, than it was yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. play we, we play different games in a fun way, but we do like to role play the raiders and kind of give that vibe to whatever wasteland that we're in. So we steal, we pillage, we uh, misdirect and mislead in game, and you know what I'm saying. You know about you know about wasteland weekend, right? Yes, I do. I want to go so bad, you dude. I want to go. I want to go with the tunnel snakes in the worst way. Oh my god, get beat up. Oh my god, dude. Show, I, I dressed up like some greasers. You got the legion and. Fucking, like, the twisted hairs walking around. Hell yeah, dude. It'd be so much fun. I'd act like I'm big shit, and they'd be like, get out of here. I'd be like, oh, hey, cha cha That guy, oh, have you God. seen that guy that does Caesar there? No. You don't want to fuck with that guy. Oh, my God. Or oh legate Lanius, the guy that does Lanius there. You don't want to no, fuck with that guy. No fucking way this dude does Lanius? He has the full mask and everything. That dude's probably 6'5 and fucking 300 pounds of muscle, man. He will, f- like, he's not going to really fuck you up, but he's so intimidating. I've never been there, but I've seen him talking in videos. Holy shit. I would love oh. to go there. Dude, I would I love go so to do that. I would love to go there and give him, like, an offering and just be like, oh, wait, and just give yeah. him some shit. See, and you like the Legion. See, and there you go. And you can get in with those. I, oh I my god! Go I would love to go down there, and you know, uh, again, I'm talking about women, but uh, 
a lot of those nice looking fallout ladies go down there too and they cosplay and that's fun to be around as well let's just put it that way i like cosplaying i'm attracted to women and i'm attracted to cosplaying women <laughs> i'm married i'm just saying it's, it's yeah, cool yeah, to yeah. see a girl dressed in a vault suit that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> um if you want to interact yeah. with this community that we have here you can do that on our discord there will be a link in the description below to our discord uh, you can come hang out and talk. We're always talking about something going on. Um, but if you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you. Uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, leave us a comment. Tell us a little bit of, about what you liked about the video. Uh, but we're also on the the big streaming platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, Radio Public, so and others. Um, Declan? Yes. You want to continue with the other I will, part? I will continue with the <laughs> other part. I was just waiting for the cue. No, 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 no that's your cue. Okay, cool. I've been cued. So <laughs> some of you, you like to give us money, and I really appreciate that. If you want to give us money to help make this show better, um, the show that will always be free, might I remind you, um, you can follow the Patreon link down below. We've got a bunch of cool folks over there that are helping make the show better. Um, those people are as follows. We have Michael Mello. Michael Mello. We've got the Friendly Companion Cube. The Friendly Companion Cube. And we have Noah. Noah! He's friend of the show. He's been here. You've heard his voice. Great Thank man. you. All of you. Remember, Atomic Radio Hour is always going to be free. We'll never make you pay for the show. If you want to help out on our Patreon, it's just to make the show a bigger and better product. Uh, we, we also have a Twitch. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises because plans keep changing, but there's a link to <laughs> our description. There's a link in the description to our Twitch. Uh, if you'd like to follow that, Kyle and I were trying to do a Pokemon Nuzlocke. We're going to try it again sometime. Kyle's a busy man. Kyle plays the, the trumpet or the, the clarinet. I didn't know this. I found this out like 40 minutes ago, but um, I might jump back on. Also, before we get off the topic of the outro, uh, if you guys at home have ever wanted to try D&D but have never had a, a group to try with, if you go back to our, one of our previous videos on our YouTube channel, uh, you can watch a whole video explaining what we're going to do, in a sense, with D&D. Uh, we're going to have Kyle run a f- totally free fantasy D&D game, and then once a month, Declan is going to run his Fallout D&D game that he built from scratch. Um and if you want to jump in on that, really you can... Because <laughs> that sounds very interesting. No, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's super tight. He built this entire, he built this entire um, Fallout D&D game that's built off of um, D&D 5th Edition. And he made his own classes, his own race. You can play as a, a super mutant. I personally, my character that's like my main is a ghoul who's 200 plus years old who's a lawyer. And... <laughs> uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so he wants to try to do everything diplomatically. <laughs> um, so if you'd like to, to see that, what we're going to start doing with that is we're going to record the entire episode and put it on the channel so people can, can listen to it uh, in, like, a very long-form podcast. But it's also going to be uh, – if you'd like to get in on it, if you contribute $10 to the Patreon, um, there will be a, a raffle with one of the $10 – people who who uh contribute and you guys can be the fourth third or fourth spot at the table for that um 
Yeah, it's super cool. Mantis, I'll tell you more about it when, when, we're, yeah. when we're done recording. Um, other than that, I believe that's – I think that's everything. You want to say anything before we go, Mantis? Uh, no. Uh, just keep playing Fallout, guys, and, uh, you know, that, that it's the best game. There's <laughs> no reason to not be playing some kind of Fallout. That's, that's my message. Uh, Declan just sent me a text. He had, he had a run, but he wanted me to let everybody know that I, Vince, did not steal the cookie from the cookie jar – uh, so if you're listening to this, Declan has now said it, and it is now law. I have not stole the cookie from the cookie jar. I am innocent. I did not do a goddamn thing. Other than that, enjoy the original content for this week. Bye. Alec and Robbie have brought it to my attention that Paradise Falls has had an influx of slaves both coming and going. Now this is normal for them. Detestable, yes, but normal. The problem is now is where... Are they coming from, and where are they going to? Rumors are that Ten Penny Tower staff is selling off people that can't pay their rent. Another rumor is that Big Town is selling themselves into slavery because they can't take care of themselves. Atomic Radio Hour.